When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the John Favreau is My Daddy podcast with Jessica Garcia and Monica Montoya. Ah. Stop it. I won't talk about the Oscars. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it right now. I wasn't going to say anything about the Oscars. I saw it in your eyes. What I was going to say was, and this is actually incredibly narcissistic, but I'm going to say it anyway because I've, I've already started. You, you've started I've committed. this whole. Uh, is that I... I obviously know that my voice is the one who does the intro. Yeah, <laughs> who, duh. Who does the intro Fuck for this off. podcast. But sometimes I hear it and I'm just like, wow, her voice sounds so smooth. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's me. Okay, <laughs> everyone knows that I'm the one who sounds like the raspy ass rat on this podcast. No, you know what is funny though is that when we first started recording, one of my friends was listening and they were like, Oh my God, Monica's voice sounds so good in the intro. And I was like, that's me. What the fuck? That's not me, bitch. That's Jessica. That's me. I don't sound like that. (laughs) To be fair, I don't sound like that in my normal speaking voice either. But I feel like you can tell that it comes from me, maybe. I can tell, mostly because I hear it every day. Yeah, because I I like to do my fancy voice. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know that I can do. I don't know. Try right now. This is the John (laughs) Fan. Hold on. One more time. This is the. <laughs> Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. This is the John. I can't. I literally can't do it. Like I actually. I don't know. My voice just doesn't go there. It does. I could hear the beginnings of it. <laughs> anyway, we're not going to talk about the fucking Oscars. So stop asking. Okay, we're not going to talk about the Oscars. Okay. How are you, Monica? The Academy Awards. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Oh, you're fine. I'm fine. <laughs> it is what it is, guys. I don't know what to tell you. Honestly, abolish the Academy Awards. Abolish the Academy Awards. Abolish. I, I'm a, I'm a slut for award season. So like, I know. You I mean, are. I know they're full of shit. They I know are. this. And yet I'm just like, but I, I love them. Uh, yeah, we just need a better system. Oh, agreed. Absolutely. We need like agreed. a we need like a new Academy Award. This is why I of all the award ceremonies, I like the SAG Awards the most because oh, they nominate yeah. each other. Yeah. There's no host. It's everyone's homies. You know, it's just, <laughs> just like, like a bunch it's it's the nerdiest of yeah. all of them. I mean, of the ones that are televised. Yeah. I myself like the Teen Choice Awards, Nickelodeon. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Where people get slimed. What's the one where they give out the surfboards? Is it MTV? No, that's gonna be the Kids Choice Awards. Oh, the Kids Choice I'm Awards. Sure that's because there's the <laughs> Teens Choice Awards yeah. and then there's the Kids Choice Awards, right? Like MTV I'm not crazy. Is the is that the astronaut or yes, is that no? M- the, uh, MTV is the astronaut. Good okay. job. What's the, the Moon one, Man. What's the one with the popcorn? Oh shit! I don't know that one. Wait, is the Moon Man the VMAs? <gasps> the Moon Man is the VMAs. And MTV Movie Awards is the popcorn? is the popcorn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are the VMAs MTV? The VMAs are MTV. Okay, okay, okay. The Video Music Awards. Yeah. Which why the why MTV wouldn't they call VMAs. it? Why wouldn't they have called it the music video awards the mtvms <laughs> good job <laughs> it's just like video music awards video music awards Woo! welcome everybody to the video music awards <laughs> brought to you by 
ultra clean chance free. What gets a girl asked out to lunch? Is it brains? Is it boys? No, it's hairspray. If you dig a right. <laughs> that, that went, like I said on the last episode, I just never know where this is going to go. And I don't it know keeps either. surprising Which, me. By the way, hairspray is one of my favorite. Oh, I fucking uh, love that musical. It's so good. It's so Maybe good. Maybe someday we'll talk about it. Maybe someday. If you dig a right. <laughs> You know, we're not talking. You're timeless to me. (laughs) We're not talking about hairspray today. (laughs) What are we talking about? We are talking about Reese Witherspoon. Ooh, America's sweetheart. America's sweetheart, Reese Witherspoon. A sweetheart who is not that sweet. Not that sweet. Not after we watched these movies. I'm sure she as a person is sweet, but like, we'll get into it. But yeah. Doesn't she have a book called like Whiskey in a Teacup? Yes, I believe she does. It's, it's like a I, lifestyle. Yeah, book. I saw it at Target. <laughs> she also has a clothing line called Draper James. Yes, she. Do. You know what, Jessica? Let me read the fucking. Intro. Oh, I didn't know it was in your. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Proof that she does not read my intros. I mean, do you read mine? No, ahead of time? that's what I thought. <laughs> yes, but I proudly don't read your present. <laughs> uh, Reese Witherspoon, the iconic pink princess laura jean reese witherspoon whoa that name is southern uh i had no idea that was her name Mm -hmm, that's Mm -hmm. her name laura jean is her name is an american actress producer and entrepreneur she's the recipient of various accolades of which we just like shit all over (laughs) no Uh, monica shit all over (laughs) i just shit all over including an academy award two golden globe awards and a primetime emmy award and she's one of the highest paid actresses in the world as of 2019 that's crazy before the year went to shit yeah (laughs) born in new orleans louisiana is that am i saying that right new orleans isn't it i mean if you're from here you can say new orleans new orleans but if you're from there or the South. I think it's Nolens. Nolens. <laughs> uh, and raised in Nashville, Tennessee. Witherspoon began her career as a teenager, making her screen debut in The Man in the Moon. Following a leading role opposite Mark Wahlberg in Fear, her breakthrough came in 1999 with a truly delicious supporting role in Cruel Intentions. Oh, I love the movie. So good. <laughs> and for her portrayal of Tracy Flick in Election... She gained wider recognition for her role as the legendary Elle Woods in Legally Blonde. In 2005, she garnered critical acclaim for her celebrated portrayal of June Carter Cash in the biographical musical film Walk the Line, which is so It's one of my favorite movies good. ever. Uh, which won her the Academy Award for Best Actress. In this case, I will be the hypocrite and say, well-deserved, well-deserved. Well-deserved. Daddy Reese also owns a clothing company called Draper James and is actively involved in children's and women's advocacy organizations. I am a huge fan of her book club, <laughs> Reese's book club, uh, very well named, so transparent. It is what it is. <laughs> and her media production company, Hello Sunshine, which is on a mission to change the narrative for women in media and film. She is a woman who does it all and does it well and does it in heels. Wow. Woohoo, Reese. I love Reese. I do love Reese myself. Her, her daughter looks exactly like her. It's yeah. kind of frightening. I would have mentioned her children, but they're so goddamn famous on their own. <laughs> they're like their own people now that's very true especially because like i forget all the time that like reese witherspoon was married to ryan Philippi, which Which is weird because he's entirely irrelevant now yeah and when i look at him i'm just like you look mean and she is not mean no she's like a ray (laughs) of sunshine i mean to be fair if anyone knows ryan Philippi and he's not mean oh he's not mean you know i i have no idea but it's it's strange it's strange yeah uh what's her first movie man 
Oh, you know what it is, Monica. I, I, I don't know what it is. Okay, Should, well, I I'm watched, tell you. <laughs> Should I have watched? Should I have watched a movie? What's happening? <laughs> Are we being recorded? Right Am now? I on a podcast? When did you move me to a podcast? <laughs> the first movie is Election. Came out in 1999. Directed by Alexander Payne. Screenplay by Alexander Payne and Jim Taylor. Based on Tom Parada's 1998 novel Election. You guys remember him. He wrote Little Children. Y'all we did that remember. on Kate Winslet's episode. Oh, also fun fact. This is Barack Obama's favorite political yeah. movie ever. He has said on multiple occasions, not just one, that Election is his favorite political movie of all time. Yes, 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 yes. So if it's good, for, if it's good enough for Obama, it's good enough for me. <laughs> Jim McAllister, played by Matthew Broderick, a well-liked high school government teacher, can't help but notice that successful student Tracy Flick, played by Reese Witherspoon, uses less than ethical tactics to get what she wants. When Tracy runs for school president, Jim feels that she will be a poor influence on the student body and convinces Paul, a dim-witted but popular student athlete, played by Chris Klein. He's so good. I know. He's so good. (laughs) This was his first movie ever. I know. To run against Tracy. When she becomes aware of Jim's secret involvement in the race, a bitter feud is this movie is fucking hilarious okay whenever someone asks me like like you know black comedies are sometimes like hard to sort of like define when someone asks me like for uh an example of a black comedy i always turn them to election yeah it's a perfect example it is a perfect example of like a true black comedy it's so good especially like because I saw election after, obviously after I saw like Legally Blonde and truly everything yeah, fucking else that Reese Witherspoon has done. And she's so just like, like I said at the beginning, she's America's sweetheart, but she has like this, et- she's like a fire inside of her. She has like this, <laughs> she, she's like, she, she's ill-proportioned. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like ill-proportioned in her personality Yeah, because she's like all, she's all sugar and spice in the front and like everything nice. Uh Right. And then like, there's this weird darkness in her (laughs) that when like you have to catch this very specific glimpse Mm -hmm. of her face or her eyes or her mannerisms that tell you that she's fucking dark. (laughs) But it's like, it's what she does best. Mm -hmm. And election is the perfect example of it. But this is like the last Reese Witherspoon movie I had seen, like been exposed to for the first time, I guess, except for wild. Mm -hmm. But yeah and considering it was one of her first big roles i was just like so shocked in comparison to who she is in legally blonde yeah. they're just like vastly different people yeah i've <laughs> i've actually seen this movie quite a few times and this last time that i that i watched it i sort of noticed like this sensibility in reese witherspoon to like hide her emotions while mm-hmm. she completely showing every card that she has yeah <laughs> which is like kind of like the she does it in every single film she does it in legally blonde she does it in wild she does it in every other movie that that she's ever been in is she's like she's like a quiet storm yeah she while, doesn't hide much yeah she's a quiet storm with a neon sign on her forehead <laughs> yeah but there's but there's value in that to yeah. like some of these roles i think it's because i think it's because when you first look at her you would normally see someone like her and be like, oh my God, she's so cute and she's so sweet and so unassuming and because she's really short and she's blonde. She's and she from has these the South. Big fucking eyes and <laughs> you big know. eyes and tight tendrils. But then she has all of this emotion and all of this like, I don't know, crazy nuance inside of her that she puts on her very sweet face. And then you're like, you're very 
like cute, but I'm also very afraid of you. Yeah, she. There's a lot of conviction there behind yeah. behind her cheeks, <laughs> behind her her rosy red cheeks and her very pale complexion. Yeah, she's really easy to be afraid of, which is just like Tracy Flick because Tracy's like super cute and you know she's fucking a teacher and so obviously yeah. she's not undesirable exactly but she's also terrifying to adults as well yeah and what i love about reese is that she's very short and she's very petite and she's blonde and she's very unassuming but she has this like power over people mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter who you are you're going to be fucking terrified of her if you get on her wrong side yeah and even when she's talking to you she, her voice has this very specific quality to it where it's very sing-song like mm-hmm. until it's not <laughs> like <laughs> until it's like very dead set on fucking ruining you um and what i love about what reese does with specifically this role and and a lot of other roles that she's been in is she's incredibly iconic yeah like she'll adopt this role and make it into like a cultural phenomenon yes like what she did with fucking l woods in legally blonde yeah tracy flick is equally as iconic to be honest with you yeah this to, movie, to a whole different generation it just wasn't as like I guess it's not as widely known because it's not, it is rather inappropriate at times. Yeah. It's definitely not legally blonde. Like legally blonde is much more like PG. Yeah. Like a kid could get away with watching that. And like, there is some like not great stuff in it, but Mm -hmm. like, you know, you can get away with watching it with your kid, but election there, your kid cannot watch that movie because you're, you're literally going to watch Reese Witherspoon say like, come in me which is really upsetting and fuck me (laughs) (laughs) and it's just one of those things and like there's like a a scene where like matthew broderick is like watching porn and he's like contemplating like who to pit against this child (laughs) and he goes paul yeah yeah so it's not a movie for kids yet what I love about this movie is that it sort of, it centers kids mm-hmm. and it centers their lives, even though it's narrated by an adult. Yes. It, it's really, it's really very relatable. Like the school is not really pristine. It's actually really disgusting. And like all the kids like look terrible mm-hmm. except for Reese Witherspoon who's, who's supposed to, but like she's supposed to be a shining star. Like she's yeah. supposed to look incredible, but everyone else looks like they look like teenagers, which wasn't a, it wasn't something that was happening at this time. Like a lot of the the kids playing teenager, the quote unquote kids playing mm-hmm. teenagers were like 25. Yeah. Like it was really cool to see a lot of the kids look absolutely gross and like pimply and like braced. Yes. Braces in like braces, but in, I guess in, uh, in Paul's case, like an actual <laughs> brace on his knee um, and sort of like be in that like weird jungle. Um, and like, honestly, my favorite character in this movie is not even Tracy Flick. <laughs> Who is that? It's the janitor. <laughs> <laughs> the redemption man. <laughs> I just love how every character in this movie is like not what you expected it to be because that's exactly. kind of, that's exactly like Tracy's essence. And it's also, like I said, it's everyone's essence. Like Matthew Broderick is supposed to be a teacher who's like really good to his students, but then he also like fucking hates Tracy and wants to sabotage her. Exactly. And then you would expect Chris Klein's character to be an asshole because he's like a jock, but he's actually the nicest. <laughs> he's person didn't even vote for himself no like (laughs) like is such a good brother brings his sister her homework when she's like fucking suspended tells her it's no hard feelings if she wins like he's so nice yes um and you're right this film does a lot of like taking the stereotypical teen and like twisting it on its head yeah uh especially like there's this whole i would call it like a c plot of like 
this bitch, what's her name? Tammy. Tammy. And like her like girlfriend who's like not her girlfriend. And the only reason that she's even with Paul is to like spite Tammy. Mm -hmm. It is so fucking funny. It's really, really, really funny. And when you like, when you zoom out on this movie and you like buy into the whole like this is supposed to be an allegory for our government and mm -hmm. our political system and corruption you're like you know what it's fucking true because yeah. like american politics i mean all politics but especially american politics i feel like a bunch of fucking teenagers trying to sabotage each other most of the time yeah they're all children really at the end of the day, it's like the whole, a, a, a big point that the movie tries to make is that the adults are no better than the kids. Yeah. Like there is no moral high ground here. Like no one, <laughs> everyone thinks that they're better than everyone else because mm -hmm. everyone is a narcissistic child yeah. because children put themselves first. They only think about themselves really. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the times like Matthew Broderick's character will constantly say that he's like for the kids or like the reason why he's teaching is for the kids. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like he does things that are incredibly like narcissistic and and selfish yes and things to sabotage the kids is like like well-being and self-esteem so it's like to you know to your point it's very much about how everyone is just a fucking child like just presenting a version of themselves that everyone else wants to see yeah absolutely um Another thing that I really loved about Reese's performance in this, because like this is such a character role, which is why there's yeah. not like a ton of analysis points on it. But like what I like about that, because it's easy to be like, oh, my God, she added so much nuance and she added so much so much depth. But she did. But like she didn't. But that's OK. It's not a problem because she did exactly what the character needed. Exactly. Like this movie, there are opportunities of depth elsewhere, but like mm -hmm. this movie needed Tracy flick to be this one note kind of like sweet on the outside, but an absolute fucking monster on the inside. And she delivered like tenfold. Yeah. Her role in this film, her Reese's role in this film was to become the essence mm -hmm. of Tracy flick, which is an ambitious badass woman mm -hmm. who takes no shit and is a completely cutthroat yeah unfortunately at the expense of others but <laughs> yeah. that's kind of that and and sort of like like you know dusting your hands off and moving on from that is was her whole mo like she had to be this one version of this character and that was that and you know she obviously like she was sexually free <laughs> yes. obviously but <laughs> it was it was less so about freedom and just more so about like being this one person and have like having this conviction to beat everyone it was about beating everyone it was about yeah. being cutthroat it was about throwing fucking blackmail in people's faces and like saying that that she was better than them and in the moments where you see her become free, mm -hmm. which is like, you know, in, in the moments when she's alone with, um, what was his name? The, the very first teacher. Oh, I don't remember his name. Teacher number one. Teacher number one. <laughs> teacher number one. Uh, when she was with him, she was very free and like freely able to speak and like talk and, and like let herself be like a girl. Mm -hmm. And like when, Another moment that I love was when she was in the hallway and she's like, rip, like she just lets herself Ugh. fucking go. When she rips down those posters, and she it's just so good. Rips down those fucking posters, <laughs> and you see, you see her be a teenage girl. Yeah, because for the whole movie, you think this bitch is a, is a, is what like a sixteen year old, thirty year old. Yeah, the whole time. But then you sort of see her like break down her walls and like act her own age and sort of mm -hmm. like act with with all of this wrath and this rage, and you sort of like step back a little bit and go. Well, of course her ambitions are so one note. Yeah. Because she's a teenager. Yeah. She doesn't want anything else. She wants 
She wants to win. Exactly. She wants to win in the same way that the, that the high school quarterback wants to win. Mm-hmm. She wants to win in the same way that, that, the, that the academic decathlon captain wants to win. She wants to win. When you're a teenager, you can only see so far ahead of yourself in life. <laughs> yeah. So, so in my mind, I'm like, of course, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sense a lot of nuance in her performance, because that was the whole fucking point. She's a teenager. She doesn't know anything. She only knows that she wants to win. Yes, she knows that she wants to win, but like, like a classic teenager, thinks that her problems are very complicated mm-hmm. when they're not. Which, like, in a weird backwards way, almost simplifies them even more. Exactly. And like, she gives the role only as much as it needs, Mm -hmm. which I think there's an incredible amount of value in it because sometimes you might get an actor who's like, I really want to just like, I want to bring... I want to bring depth to this role. What's her backstory? What's her backstory? Like, what does Tracy really want? And I'm like, I don't give a shit. I just want to see her screaming. Yeah. It's like, she, you know what she wants? She wants to win. Let her win. Let her <laughs> do that. That's literally all she wants. Let her blackmail people in order to win. Yep. Let her, <laughs> let others take the fall, even though it was her fault to win. Yeah. <laughs> like, let her fucking, like, talk shit to her teachers to win. Like, let her do this. Just let her be. Let the janitor count the two votes and let her win. Okay. <laughs> Okay, let it happen. Okay, thank you. Okay, okay. I feel like we're being like, congratulations, Reese Witherspoon. You did uh, the bare minimum perfectly. Yes. But that well, is kind of what it is. Well, that, that is kind of what it is. And you know what's, um, I think to like visual artists, yeah. right? Where they're painting mm-hmm. and they're painting and they're painting and they're painting and they get to a point where it's too much and yeah. they can't go back. Mm-hmm. Like they literally cannot go back and they have to scrap the whole fucking thing. Yeah. And so- in that world, all you ever want to do is exactly what is needed. No more and no less. Yeah. Right. And I I bring that sort of like to her performance mm-hmm. where we keep talking about the fact that she she gives no more and no less. And that is we're talking like some of the most incredible visual paintings ever made. Mm-hmm. The artist came in at it from like there is a point that this artist needs to stop. Yeah. You need right? to know when you, you when need, you're done. Exactly. You need to know when you're done, which means that you're doing exactly what you need to be doing, mm-hmm. which, you know, at the moment could be like a straight fucking line <laughs> or it could be the Mona Lisa. You yeah. know what I mean? And in this case, it was a straight fucking line, but there's conviction behind it. And there was a point at which the artist needed to know to stop. Yeah. And the movie needed a straight line. That's what I'm saying. son. Yeah. <laughs> It is just, it is such an incredible movie and there's so much going on and that's a wild ride of a film. And a lot of the times it's like you, you, you want to feel bad for Matthew Broderick's character, but you fucking don't. You very quickly decide that he's a piece of shit. You very quickly decide that he's a piece of shit. And the, and the sheer fact that he feels threatened by a girl, Mm -hmm. by a, by a child, honestly, a child. Yeah. Is, it says so much about him and so little about her. Yeah. The fact that he lets someone with so little power over him have that much power over him. Yeah, absolutely. And whose joy brought him so much anger. Exactly. And it's like, that says more about his character than it does about her. Oh, yeah. And like, in the end, when she's like in the limo with that guy, that politician Mm -hmm. guy, and he's like, he fucking throws a soda can. It's like, of course you're throwing like a $2 soda can. This bitch is like popping Dom in that limo with this rich politician. Uh It's like- you know, choose your battles and decide who you're mad at and like, let the woman do what she does best. Some, this movie is a great example of like, just stay out of someone's way. Mm -hmm. If someone has conviction and ambition and is not like fucking you, like in, in the sense of like, you know, ruining your life. Yeah. Yeah. Let them be, (laughs) let them fucking be don't meddle. Yeah. A lot of people tend to associate other people's success with themselves, Mm -hmm. which I mean, obviously sometimes the two are related, but like, 
yeah, it's just unnecessary in this case. And I think it's a really good example of that kind of like toxic mindset surrounding success. Yeah. It's like, it's not all about you. Like let people live. (laughs) Just let them do what they want to do and you can do what you do. And the two are not related. They're very much unrelated. And also don't like, don't pit people against each other to get what you want. Especially children. Don't bring in Paul. you're not going to get anything that you want. Don't bring in Paul to take down Tracy. Don't ruin Chris Klein like that. What's wrong with you? <laughs> pure little chris klein oh god he's so good he's so fucking funny in this movie and Ugh. he's just so pure and like just represents like i i just want to have a good time in high school man and like yeah like, know, why can't we all just get along why can't we all just get along <laughs> you guys can see him in the american pie uh franchise uh-huh yeah <laughs> yeah which honestly they're pretty good pretty good <laughs> quality american entertainment oh yeah <laughs> Oh, well, Monica, what is our second film? You know what? This is the perfect film to talk about after we just talked about it this really film. is. Because <laughs> you know what? This character has a lot of new ones. Oh, yes. Uh, and this movie is called, everyone say it with me, Legally, Legally Blonde. Blonde. It came out in the ripe, beautiful year of our Lord, 2005. Yeah, baby. Uh, directed by Robert Luketic. <laughs> uh question mark Luketic. <laughs> screenplay by karen mccullough lutz and kirsten smith or is it kirsten <laughs> there are a lot of question mark names in this <laughs> i don't know uh based on the novel legally blonde by amanda brown that one's easy <laughs> very easy Elle Woods, played by Reese Witherspoon, has it all. She's the president of her sorority, a Hawaiian tropic girl, Miss June in her campus calendar, and above all, a natural blonde baby. She dates the cutest fraternity boy on campus and what's nothing more than to be Mrs. Warner Huntington III. Mm. But there's just one thing stopping Warner, played by Matthew Davis brilliantly, from popping the question. Elle is too blonde. <gasps> Growing up across the street from Aaron Spelling might mean something in Los Angeles, California, but it means nothing to Warner's East Coast blue blood family, y'all. So when Warner packs up for Harvard Law and reunites with an old sweetheart from prep school, Elle rallies all her resources and gets into Harvard, determined to win him back. But law school is a far cry from the comforts of her poolside and the mall. Elle must wage the battle of her life for her guy, for herself, and for all the blondes who suffer endless indignities every day. That was an insane <laughs> plot summary. Shout out to the to whoever the woman was who wrote this plot summary on IMDb. I love you. <laughs> the detail the detail oh my god where to begin um i okay first literally the beginning the title sequence of this film is fucking iconic it's truly iconic with her getting ready and her brushing her hair yeah and like the like it it, like intercut with like the song stand up (laughs) a little after 12 (laughs) keep going don't know the rest of the words it's okay um but like it's like intercut with like her sorority gals like getting her card together and like i okay full disclosure i have never seen the inside of a sorority house oh i have uh i i don't think i i even knew anyone like i i wasn't friends with anyone who was in a sorority really i was uh and I have a very specific stance on sororities. Shout out Hannah of Gamma Phi Beta. (laughs) And I uh, will not share it. I am in mixed company. (laughs) So, um, but, but it was so magical to see sort of like the set dressing and like everything looking like, honestly, like, 
California, like Malibu Barbie, yes. like like flowers everywhere, and like like we're talking like Fifty Shades of Pink. They're all working out together in yeah. one room, and yeah. then like getting ready together in a steamy bathroom. Mm-hmm. And- yeah, <laughs> very. It's just very like bubblegum pop yeah. version of. I'm sure sorority houses look like regular houses with like posters on the wall. I would say the lobby, like the the entryway, looks exactly like what a sorority house yeah, entryway like looks the, like. The individual, but the rest, yeah, yeah. No. It's like no, like you have like dorm beds, and it yeah. still sucks. Like it's still not great. <laughs> um, but I love that like we're being introduced into her world. Like yes. this is what I love about this movie is like, this is her world. We're all just living in it. Yeah. Like fully just taking residence, paying rent. Mm-hmm. Like that's what we're doing. Yeah. Well, it was really important for us to be introduced to the world first because the world is so much of like who Elle Woods is yeah. as a person. Like, she functions it's almost like it's its own mini society. Like there are special like a kingdom. There are like rules and Mm -hmm. expectations and everyone thinks that like if you've been with the same person throughout college like you're gonna get engaged when you're 21 Mm -hmm. like that's what's gonna happen and so she's expecting this this proposal and everyone is so excited for her and then he fucking breaks up with her uh because because she's too much of a Marilyn instead of a Jackie (laughs) (laughs) which is bullshit which is so stupid but like but like it's true it right? is true yeah it's like that's that's the and that's the problem is yeah. that it's true is that um a lot of women specifically women hold these really high expectations for what their life looks like mm-hmm. whether or not that's because the media you know impose it upon them whether or not that's because they actually believe it whether or not it's because other people believe it and, and then they mm-hmm. adopted it but eventually like you start to sort of wonder like okay well what does my life look like beyond yeah. my studies what does my life look like outside of my like inner world mm-hmm. and um, these are the big questions that you're being asked, you know, around Elle Woods's time, which is what does your life look like after college? Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a question that so many people can relate to. And what I love about this movie is it narrows in on what the woman can relate to. Like, yeah. what can the woman do after college? And a lot of these women in this movie are really iconic and like very driven and like they all in their own special way have dreams and goals and desires. And it's like, it's whether or not you want to get married right after college or you know own us own a boutique or Mm -hmm. do x y and z like it doesn't matter because yeah you you are like the master of your universe in this movie which i just love yeah i i love this movie for for a lot of reasons but i especially love it because of exactly what you said like it takes this idea of of the bimbo and like mm-hmm. flips it on its head and tells you that not only can you be ultra feminine but you can also be like smart and strong and your femininity can be one of your points of strength but also like it encourages you to do big things but also says like okay fine if you just want to go get your MRS degree and you know get married right after college like that's fine too. Like, that's perfectly fine. Like what this movie shows different versions of a life after mm-hmm. college. Like one of her friends is like getting her, her wedding dress fitted and yeah. like, we miss you girl. Like, good job. Like we know you're working hard. Like, and no one is faulting the other for no. choosing that life. No. And like, it gets me a little bit emotional because it's like, I, that was the thing that I wanted. I wanted people to, to say like, you do you and I'll just support you. Mm-hmm. And I wanted the vice versa, but there was so much 
growing up and like even currently in our world now where it's like people are still shitting on you for like doing quote unquote the wrong thing yeah it doesn't matter kind of what it is and so for this movie and we'll get into reason just a little bit for like for this movie to sort of be the frame around reese's delicate portrait yes (laughs) is just brilliant and like it opens the door for her to give an absolutely stellar and nuanced and beautiful performance. Exactly. And I love that it is packaged as like a chick flick. Oh yeah. Because it challenges people to say like, unless you're open to this fucking idea of super like stereotypically feminine women embracing that part of themselves and kind of pursuing more, like unless you're open to that, you're not going to get this movie and you're going to think it's dumb. Right. So it challenges people in that way because if they don't get it, like fine, it's not for you. If you think it's just like a silly chick flick about, you know, Barbie becoming a lawyer, Mm -hmm. then (laughs) it's like, and, and there's that, there is the, the, how intentional that move is right to make Malibu Barbie become a lawyer Mm -hmm. because it's like it shows you I dude I can't tell you how many people I know that went to law school because they saw this movie and saw themselves in Elle Woods and went wait I can I can be a lawyer me with my with my L nail polish like what the fuck (laughs) like okay like it's it's, I literally I can count on my two hands how many people I know who went to law school because of this movie and I can also count on my two hands how many people were inspired by this movie to do just whatever the fuck they wanted to say like if i want to get married i'm gonna get married if i want to start a business i want to start a business Mm -hmm. if i want to like settle down and have kids i'm gonna settle down and have kids like it was it had a really far reach not just for the working woman but for any woman who like had any kind of ambition to do to have any kind of life yeah yeah Uh, it's such an inspiring movie and it helps that it's also like hilarious oh my god it is it's so so it, it the script is fucking brilliant it has so like good. an incredible supporting cast like i know everyone wants to be Elle woods but i personally just want to be jennifer coolidge oh my god um, <laughs> i'm taking the dog <laughs> asshole maybe now that i'm single i should try the bend and snap you should <laughs> Oh my goodness. The bend and snap the bend works and every snap. time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it, it, it takes the viewer for a fucking ride. It's so good. It's so good. And I love the distinction between like California, like Cali culture and like the fucking East Coast, like New England bullshit. Yes. Like I I love, I think the dynamic between Reese and Selma Blair, who plays Vivian. Yeah. The, the who you think is an antagonist, but, but she's, she's not. not. Um, I love their dynamic so much because they're like, <laughs> they're like two total opposites, like mm-hmm. completely different sides Literally. of the coin. But their dynamic ends up being like what this movie is all about. Everything that we just you exactly. know, went through. It's like there's so much mutual respect between these two characters in the end because it's like they finally get each other when they don't have the boy in the way. The stupid, stupid boy the in the way. Stupid boy. Because you can you can respect a person's ambition and talent and not necessarily tie it to the way that they carry themselves or the way that they look. Mm -hmm. It's like, (laughs) of course they're going to be BFF (laughs) in the end. Yeah. Well, it's also like, it's also turning, I think like a mirror in the audience's face and going, not only is it bad that you associate like unintelligence with pretty people, but it's also pretty bad that you associate like 
ugliness with intelligence. Yeah. Which is also shitty. Like, because Selma Blair is a beautiful girl. Yeah, she Vivian just, is popping. She's a brunette and she wears a lot of argyle. Yeah, and apparently she <laughs> needs to get her eyebrows plucked. Yeah, supposedly. She shouldn't because her eyebrows are popping. But in you're supposed movie. to think that she's like not pretty and but because she's not pretty she gets to be smart mm-hmm. it, and she gets the guy the exactly. specific guy yeah who wants a specific kind of girl uh-huh. who you know will just like fuck on the side yeah precisely with girls who look like Elwood's because he doesn't value them yeah which is just like oh, it's really fucked up this it's whole movie up. really points out a lot of fucked up shit <laughs> it points out a lot of fucked up shit and like sort of like again puts a mirror on you and goes well like what do you value mm-hmm. in a woman yeah absolutely right? and it's like is it only looks is is it are you really gonna be that person that like only thinks women who have like only allows women to have a brain if they're ugly or 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 if they're pretty or like or come from a good family or etc cetera, etc cetera. like are you really just going to chalk them up to their traits like are you not going to are you not going to ask them like what their desires are what their ambitions are who, yeah. who they are what they like what they love like what they don't like what they hate like no <laughs> It's exactly. Insane. So Reese Witherspoon is the perfect fucking vessel mm-hmm. to hold all of this. Like we're not talking girl boss energy. No, no, no. It's too early for that. This is this is 2005. We're talking like like badass bubblegum pop, like lawyer bitch energy. This the is like when, when Barbie got to be a doctor. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's just it's she's the perfect vessel because again back to her her role in election Mm -hmm. she is this like fire she's she has so much conviction while at the same time maintaining a pleasant and pleasurable exterior Mm -hmm. and you can only get to that like ambitious core when you peel away those layers yes Ugh, she's just so fucking good in this movie yeah i mean it works so well because reese as a person is kind of like a walking contradiction in a lot of ways i mean a contradiction in terms of like what society would expect. Exactly. Um, because you look at her, like I said, an election and you would think that she's going to be one thing and she's going to be sweet and, you know, agreeable and just beautiful and vain, which Elle Woods at the beginning is in, uh, in certain ways. I mean, she is ambitious in other ways, just not ways that a lot of people would recognize as ambitious. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, she, she, she planned the whole clam bake. Yeah. She, that was all her baby. That was all her. <laughs> she was the judge of the, the wet t-shirt contest. And she did it well. <laughs> she was fair and impartial and unbiased. Precisely. She got them to keep Charmin toilet paper in the sorority house. She went for it, girl. We love an advocate. Yes, girl. She's smart. She got a 4.0. Yeah. What was her degree? Fashion merchandising? Yeah. Which, that's uh, a, that's that, not an easy thing. That's a hard degree. <laughs> Come on, guys. Come on. Uh. But yeah, and then and then she does have all of this fire. In, she's like she's like a firecracker of a person. Um and I just really love that about her. And every single time she's faced with something in this movie that you think is going to like knock her down, it doesn't do that. It builds her back up. Yeah, because she's a woman. Yeah. And I think that the, the, the truest nature of a woman is someone who takes a lot of shit and like turns it into fucking gold. Yeah. And with specifically Reese, the way that she handles heartbreak in this movie mm-hmm. is 
she takes a very comedic approach with Warner <laughs> when he's like dumping her. Yes. But her other heartbreak comes from her realizing that she might not be good enough to reach her dreams. Yeah. And that's the real heartbreak is the like you breaking up with yourself a little bit mm-hmm. and being like, who the fuck am I? Do I belong here? Is yeah. this good for me? Am I doing the right thing for myself? And sort of like val- evaluating that part of yourself, that relationship with yourself. And like that heartbreak is slow and squishy and soft and simple and like mm-hmm. i i feel like reese does an incredible job of like taking all that nuance and like shove shoving it into her tissue box and like bringing it back out and wiping her tears with it yeah no absolutely i one of my favorite things about her performance is that she is not afraid to show us like i'm not confident a hundred percent of the time like i experience my ups and downs but the thing that keeps bringing her back is that she's not She's not totally sure if like her best is always good enough, but she knows she's always doing her best. Mm -hmm. And all she wants at the end of the day is for people to believe in her. Mm -hmm. But she's also not sure if she can always believe in herself. And I appreciate the transparency in her acting of like, we, we don't know if she really thinks that she can do it you know yeah it's it's you know people always associate fake it till you make it Mm -hmm. be like like negatively like they always have a negative connotation with that phrase and like i don't think it's negative i think that a lot of the times you do have to fake it until you make it until you believe it you fake it until you believe it and i think a big part of like elwood's journey and the way that reese witherspoon sort of like built up this character was fake it till you make it Mm -hmm. smile until you're actually smiling like believe in yourself until you act like pretend to believe yourself until you actually believe in yourself yes like buy that orange disgusting macbook and 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 take notes that way instead of your cute little notebook like adapt and you and fake it until you make it and i think a lot of the times people again associate it to be negative but like in this case Mm -hmm. i think it's it's really positive and a lot of women do it a lot of women are like okay like i'm just gonna i'm going like because imposter syndrome is such a big fucking thing (laughs) yes huge thing especially like within women yeah and so for Reese to sort of like take that and be like, okay, like how am I, how am I going to do this? Am I just going to be chipper all the time? Am, or am I going to like sort of like, you know, waver a little bit, falter a little bit, and then like sort of perk myself back up? Because she does this thing in this movie with her physicality where she's sometimes she'll like lean over a little bit, but then like perk herself back up. Yes. yes. <laughs> like there's like imaginary <laughs> strings like pulling her up yeah. all the time. Or like where she does like a little hair toss to like get mm-hmm. herself ready to do it she does it she does what professional athletes do to be brave yeah she pumps herself up (laughs) she's lebron james yeah lebron james (laughs) oh lebron woods (laughs) lebron l woods james draper draper (laughs) oh bottom line l woods is a fucking badass yeah and reese I think was incredibly brave taking on a role like this because it, it, it was a cultural phenomenon, you know, well, it could have, mm-hmm. this is where we sort of like get into the, 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 the mud of it. Right. It could have pigeonholed her. Yeah. Like it, it could have, it, it, honestly, like, let's be serious. It could have fucking typecast her. It yeah. could have pigeonholed her. It could have been really terrible for her career, but it yes. wasn't because she believed in herself. Well, it, but also, I mean, like, it's not, that's not to say that when people look at Reese Witherspoon, they don't think of Legally Blonde. They oh, yeah. immediately think of Legally Blonde. Yeah. But because it's such a positive film and men and women alike love it and think it's incredible, there's no negativity when you look at her and you go, oh, Legally Blonde. <laughs> 
Yeah, you go. Ah, she did the glue blow. Yeah, you're like, like that's yeah. a great fucking movie. Yeah, what's good what you can do next? Good job. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she obviously had that like weird. She had this like unexplainable weird dip in her career after this movie. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Sweet, Sweet Home Alabama is oh a great God. movie. You know what I'm talking about? Like, <laughs> you're insane. First of all, you're insane. You are insane. Yeah, that's a great movie. Don't talk. Second to me. of all, yes, there was like a brief period of time where she wasn't fucking. I mean, she was doing stuff, but it wasn't yeah, good. Yeah, no, correct. Uh, like that movie she did with uh, Owen Wilson. Yeah. Uh, how will you know? Yeah, we've talked about that movie a lot lately yeah, for some reason. It keeps coming up. Also, she, and then and then she did like Water for Elephants, and like she that oh, she was right. good. She was good in that, but like it wasn't. It was not like well. No, it wasn't that good of a movie. And like and then and but then she did um mud. Uh, no yes <laughs> mud uh and then this means war and then I sort of like picked her back up again and right. like in like the commercial success well realm. then she did a walk the line obviously. yeah and and then oh walk the line walk the fucking line oh we're not talking about walk the line God. today guys but please it's, know that we have left room and are aware that we could we could talk about it yeah future. reese is an expansive career y'all yeah. uh i mean i'm the man in the moon uh, the man in the moon is a really fucking good movie yeah we talked about doing that we talked about doing mud we talked about walk the line there's a lot of shit yeah yeah and then obviously she she did sort of like the least amount of acting for a little stint of time and then like went into full like i'm gonna be producer mode yes and succeeded yes because a lot of people do that and i feel like a lot of people don't realize that is many actors and actresses mm-hmm. actors general yeah uh go into producing and don't make it yeah and they fucking bomb and they bomb and they bomb and that's bad but she didn't she didn't and now everything she's doing is like turning to gold dude everything she she's like fucking midas reese midas with a witherspoon she's a smart lady she's a smart lady she's a good businesswoman from the south louisiana do you i wonder if she knows bernie tita she probably doesn't (laughs) but all this to say is is it's her life is a great metaphor for her role as Elle woods because she sort of like falters, but then she picks herself right the back, right the fuck back Correct. up again and moves on and yeah. does better. She's a strong, brave woman. She's a strong lady. We love her. I love her. She has 39 upcoming producing credits. What? Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. She has 39 upcoming producing credits. Of course she That's does. fucking insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, she has a whole ass production company, to be fair. So I'm sure her name is just attached to them. And I'm sure she has a personal touch on all of it. But. I'm sure she does. Bernie Tita. <laughs> Bernie Tita. Um, all this to say, this yes. was an iconic role. And the only person in the entire universe that could have played this role was Reese. Was Reese. The only thing I don't appreciate is how they photoshopped a different body under her on the DVD. Cover. Yeah, what the fuck? It's comically bad. It's really terrible. It's it's her face and then a horrifying body. <laughs> I mean, not horrifying, but like it's like the way it that it was photoshopped. Like, it looks like you know an AI. Yeah, you know the aliens at the end. Yeah, it looks like that. That's disgusting. <laughs> In a pink dress it's with just, bruiser on her arm. It's just not my favorite thing. We didn't even talk about bruiser. Honestly, bruiser is his own character. He deserves his own episode. <laughs> we'll t- we'll talk about the second Legally Blonde film oh, and all of the great animal God. acting that happens in Which, that one. By the way, I'm so excited for the new Legally Blonde Me movie. too. I hope it happens. Me too. Uh, they keep saying it's going to happen. Everything that has been a spinoff of Legally Blonde, except for the Legally, Legally Blondes. Blondes, plural with the twins or two blondes, that was bad. But like the music an incredible musical oh my god oh my god oh my, my god, god you guys, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Uh, it's been uh, it's been a great success. Big success. Big success movie film. So now we move to something <laughs> more depressing. A little bit more uh not legally blonde. Not legally blonde at all. But exciting. I'm excited to discuss this. Monica and I watched this movie together the other night. Aaron was there too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he was also there. Uh we we had pizza night yeah, and pizza watched night. the movie. Yeah. Pizza night. Making Zaz with your pals, pizza night. So this film is wild. <laughs> no, like it's called wild. <laughs> yes, it is called wild and it is wild. Yeah. <laughs> Came out in 2014, directed by our favorite Jean-Marc Vallée. Jean-Marc Vallée. Jean-Marc Vallée. Uh, we don't know how to pronounce his name. He's only, uh, that is how you pronounce it, is Jean-Marc Vallée. Jean-Marc Vallée. Jean-Marc Vallet. <laughs> Screenplay by Nick Hornby based on the 2012 memoir Wild from Lost to Found on the Pacific Crest Trail by Cheryl Strayed. Which, by the way, her name is not Cheryl Strayed. No, it's, it's something not. else. It's something else. We looked it up. She, she picked changed it. it after her divorce. To not her old last name, but not a new her last name. name, but to an entirely made up one because she said something about a stray dog or something. Yeah. It was like she felt it felt right. I have conflicting feelings about Cheryl Strait as a human being, but let's get into what this film is about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Driven to the edge by the loss of her beloved mother, played by Laura Dern. The dissolution of her marriage and a headlong dive into self-destructive behavior, Cheryl Strayed, played by Reese Witherspoon, makes a decision to halt her downward spiral and put her life back together again. With no outdoors experience, a heavy backpack, and little else to go on but her own will, Cheryl sets out alone to hike the Pacific Crest Trail, one of the country's longest and toughest through trails. Yeah. Like, what is the through trail? It doesn't end. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know anything about hiking. I've never been outside. I don't know. <laughs> but what I will say. <laughs> I'm going to keep some of that in. I don't know. <laughs> and we're back. Yeah. Which, by the way, that guttural sound that we made at Laura Dern was not a negative one. It was no, a good one. She's so good. She, her, The character of the mom in this just... I mean, that is a huge part of the plot, but it just really fucking broke me. It really, it really, yeah, really <sighs> shits all over me, honestly. Yeah. Okay, so this, mo- this movie is um, insanity. Interesting. The opening of, the, of this film makes you scream immediately yeah. Yeah. because Cheryl is just sitting on some rocks and fucking chucks her hiking boots over a cliff and then rips off a toenail in minute one. Yeah. <laughs> And she goes, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. And Monica, Aaron, and I together screamed. Because when she takes off her toenail, it sucks. Like, yeah, it's and you not watch good. the whole thing happen. It's not a good visual. I mean, like, obviously, it's it's obviously an effective visual. Uh, uh, yes, of course. But it's not a good one. No, not, not at all. But uh, the thing that I noticed, obviously, about this movie is that right away, it is it is a Reese Witherspoon. It's Reese Witherspoon like you've never seen her before. Yeah, she looks terrible. She looks fucking awful. I have never seen her so defeated. I mean, I would argue I've never seen mud, but I believe that there is some of that energy there's, there's in the her. Grit, yeah. Yeah. And there's also some defeatedness in her character in Walk the Line. But like, this is very specific. Yeah. This is like woman who has reached the end. Like yeah. we're talking like, 
any more steps and she's gone. She's dead. Uh, yeah. So um, to see Reese sort of like reach into these insane places that I've never seen her reach before mm-hmm. is kind of mind boggling. And it's really difficult for me to wrap my head around like shots of Reese Witherspoon doing crack. There's a lot like, of surprise. Or, no, it wasn't crack. Heroin. <laughs> I think it was both. <laughs> crack and heroin. I'm not really well versed on what the yeah, drugs Yeah, I don't know what like. drugs look like, so it's hard for me to like. Something is injected into her leg and then she smokes something else. Can you smoke heroin? Is that a baby question to um, ask? I think Does that make me seem like a dumb baby? Well, my whole thing is I thought that she <laughs> smoked the crack, but I don't know that it was crack. Can someone tell us? Someone let us know if it's if it's usual to smoke heroin. Can you smoke heroin? Is it possible? I mean, I what do you do? So Wait, stupid. actually, but actually, what does heroin look like? Is it like a powder? Is it a rock? Okay, the only my only oh, visual I think of heroin it's a, it's a liquid. is from when I watch. No, it's it can be a powder. I believe. No, no, no. It's like a liquid. No, it's a powder. And it's then a you, lolid. And then you do the thing. Oh, it is a powder. You're See, right. It's a powder. Yeah, it's a powder. I was going to say my only visual reference is I watched Lost and the character of oh. Charlie in Lost is a heroin addict. And remember, he kept like dipping into that little bag and like rubbing it on his gums. What the fuck? Wait, first of all, I've never understood why you rub it on your huh? gums. Wait, but like, <laughs> but like, no, but seriously, yeah. like, how do you, what is, what happens when you do that? I don't know. Does someone well-versed in this want to tell us? the ins and outs because i feel like google's gonna confuse me i don't want to google it and then have like <laughs> the government knocking the FBI on outside <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm not trying to google how to make heroin i'm just trying to figure out why like whether or not Reese's, why do people rub heroin on their gums i'm but like the honest truth is is it is it like physiological how how does that happen is i don't it, know is it because like why do people chew tobacco <laughs> is it and well, like why I, do they I have to google it really like, why fast. do they put it in between their lip and their teeth like what happens i don't know why is that a spot why is that a place for it it doesn't say why it just says you can <laughs> okay but like why i don't know whatever the point is <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter there's a lot of surprise drug action coming from reese witherspoon which you really do not expect you just don't expect and no. the fact that she's like she just like really leans into it you see her boobs a lot which i don't think reese has ever done nudity before i don't think so yeah, which it's not like a bad thing, but she's having like pretty rough, upsetting sex. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, and you can tell, and what I love is she's like dissociating and mm-hmm. not, I, I mean, I don't love this, but like- You love that she is in, acting it so well? In her performance, she's sort of like <laughs> dissociating from herself and she's acting it so well that it's hard yeah. for you to, it's really hard for you to like say that that's what's happening to her is like okay or good mm-hmm. because she's just doing such an incredible job of like- really honing in on that experience and like feeling like she's not really there. Yeah. It's a tough, I would say that there are parts of this that are really hard to watch. Um, I think it would be hard to watch anybody, but especially given like the reputation that Reese Witherspoon has, which is why I think it's great that she did this movie. Totally. Because it was a huge fucking challenge, not only to herself, but also to the audience to be like, you got, hey guys, view Reese Witherspoon in this insane way where you kind of hate her. And she was rewarded for it. She got nominated for an Academy fucking award. Yeah. For doing this insane role. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, she is kind of terrifying because like you see all of this defeat you see all of this just like pure anguish pain, and like grief pain sorrow, and grief that you can't even rage, imagine a lot of rage feeling. and yet she's somehow like mellow well that's what i'm saying she's like she's a calm quiet horrifying <laughs> 
she is a quiet storm with a really shitty tattoo. <laughs> that tattoo. That tattoo really fucked me up. Cheryl Strait, I hope you got that removed. Uh, it's it's, it's the placement for me. <laughs> it's the placement for me. Uh, also, it's the reason for me. We're getting a divorce, <laughs> so we're both going to get a tattoo. I don't know, man. Honestly, I'm not, gonna, I'm not here to argue the ethics over whether or not you should get a tattoo when you get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> that tattoo artist certainly was. He was like, well. He was like, well sure he was like wouldn't it just be easier to stay married yeah and they were like no (laughs) we need to get divorced (laughs) it is bizarre because um you sort of like hop time periods in this movie and we know what reese witherspoon looked like when she was 20 yeah and that is not what obviously what she looked like when she was 20 (laughs) yeah and laura dern is playing her mom and like laura dern is older than her but not that much older than her they're like very close in age i think like max 10 years if max max Max. Yeah. Max. Yes. Not old enough to be her mom, basically. No. Just not old enough not, to be her mom. Not old enough at all to be her mom. Yeah. Uh, and they age her down using a very clever trick that all filmmakers <laughs> use to age down anyone, which is give them blunt bangs. Just give them bangs. Just give them bangs. Make them look like an anime character. Make their <laughs> eyes really big. Yep. Like they like they really go ham on the on like the mascara. Truly. But like the clear mascara yeah. so that they don't look too old. Nope. And then they like give her blood bangs and like on like a blunt haircut to like round out her face. Exactly. I, I I will like this is not a perfect film. Um and I, no. I like the biggest point of praise is for Laura Dern and for Reese Witherspoon. But yeah. there's a lot of uh, iffy shit that happens with like the timeline that doesn't really make sense. And like the way that they do the flashbacks. But I will say, I think they use them very effectively. Yeah. And honestly, like Jean uh, has had a really successful career mm-hmm. with this kind of shit. Like yeah. um, he he has. I mean, you know, the one. Mm. you know big little eyes i know and uh, laura and reese were both in it and they were both in it and they both kicked major ass oh yeah uh, oh yeah and you know this this tool of like sort of like cutting cutting away and mm-hmm. like silent flashbacks and like really quick quick cuts that sort of like disorient you yeah that was really good in big little eyes and it works very well in wild um it's just sometimes i get a little confused i think he's really good at doing books to film yeah because, oh, yeah. because those silent flashbacks tell you a lot uh, of shit that you need from the book, especially a book like Wild that takes place over such a long period of time. Truly, honestly, <laughs> like we're talking three months. Three months. I mean, I guess there are books that go across years, but like to stay with the same person and the same inner monologue for three months is a long fucking time. It's pretty crazy. I will say this movie did not make me want to go hike the Pacific Crest Trail. Uh, no, one of my notes is literally just, I hate hiking. I hate hiking. And then the next one is, I love the licorice man. Yo. Referring to the man in the truck with the licorice. Oh my God, dude, this guy who's like interviewing <laughs> hobo oh no 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 he's he was the guy he was the licorice guy but yeah, i'm saying this guy. this other guy who the hobo guy he was the hobo guy he was like interviewing hobos and he thought that cheryl Strayed was a hobo mm-hmm. but she wasn't and he was like here here you go he's a hobo care package and she was like I'm, I'm not a hobo sir and he gives it to her and it's literally just a bag of popcorn and a coors light <laughs> and it is offensive what else could you want monica not obviously so much more I want so much more than this provincial life. No, what he needs to give her is what licorice man gave her, mm-hmm. which is kindness and ribs and ribs and a hot shower. Kindness, ribs and a hot and misogyny. shower. That's true. Because he's like, 
you're awfully brave for hiking that trail by yourself. I don't give my wife any ideas. And his wife's like, you know, I'll stay here. (laughs) You know, I ain't going to be going nowhere. (laughs) It's just, I have so many thoughts about the movie in general because it's not my favorite film I've ever seen. No, but I can't describe the feeling like the guttural feeling i get when i watch reese witherspoon like cry her fucking eyes out and like claw at herself and like she's like a deranged animal yes which i've never seen before she's like a wounded a a truly like wounded bitten off animal that's like been left to die yes it's crazy how she goes from that one second and then literally the next second is just like nothing blank it made me think it made me think a lot about the scene at the end of seven Oh yeah. You know, his whole like What's in the box? (laughs) His all of his emotional shit and then all of a sudden when he shoots Kevin Spacey. Empty. It's just emptiness. And I feel like Reese had a lot of those kinds of emotional transitions in this. And it's especially impressive because of how long you're with her for the you're with her walking for a whole fucking Yeah, and this bitch does not say shit. No. She says like quotes. She's like something, 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 Robert Frost. And then like says nothing. <laughs> and then she's like, ah, oh, this fucking trail. And then says nothing. And yeah. so a lot of her acting is like very physical and like mm-hmm. very in the face. And so you sort of, and, and the <laughs> the sheer fact that she kept my attention for that long without saying anything just goes to show you how much talent and power Reese Witherspoon has. Yeah, not only did she keep your attention, but you also knew what she was thinking, which is weird. Which is so weird. (laughs) Because most of what you were getting was flashbacks. And yet you're like, but I know how you're feeling in this present moment. And I know that like, I know where your anger is coming from. It's weird. It's really weird. I mean, obviously effective filmmaking and storytelling, but also effective acting for you to like be on the same page with her. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Honestly, like I think that this film Loki has witchcraft in it, but I mean, we don't have to get into that. I just think that I've been, I've somehow been hexed in some way. There are witches on the trail. There are witches on the Pacific Crest Trail. Listen to the trees. Be careful. I don't know. There's so much to say about this movie and yet there's nothing at all to say (laughs) because it's so, it is not every, okay. Let's start by saying like, not everyone loved this movie. No, this movie had some pretty mixed uh, company. Yeah. I think really mixed reviews, mixed reviews. Uh, Obviously there's what, whenever you write or whenever you make a movie that is based on a book, Mm -hmm. it's all you've already lost. (laughs) Like you've, there are already going to be people who are going to relentlessly compare it to the book period. Yeah. Now I have only ever read wild one time. I read it one time and it was like seven years ago. Did you like it? No. Okay. (laughs) So, well, we also discussed not really loving Cheryl Strayed. So yeah, I will say tiny, beautiful things is actually very, very good series of essays. I'm not, I'm sure she writes some good things. I just, my introduction to Cheryl Strayed was this film. I mean, like I knew who she was. I just hadn't read her work. Yeah. And her, the way she comes across in this movie is not like someone I would ever want to listen to. Yeah. She just, she (laughs) seems so lost. And I think the reason why I have such an aversion to her as a character is because she, she's everything that I don't want to be. Yeah. She's lost and like unfocused and in grief and in Mm -hmm. a tremendous amount of pain and no one wants to be that way. Yeah. But I guess that is also kind of what I respect about, about the movie and about the story is that she's very like unapologetically showing up and being like, 
this is me. I don't really expect you to like me, but I think you can find value in the story. Even if at the end, when I have been redeemed, you still don't like me, which is how I feel. I still yeah. don't like her at the end. Yeah. At the end, she's still lost. She still has no job. She still doesn't have her, like her relationships are still mm-hmm. not fixed. Yeah. She is still not really a whole person, Mm-mm. but I think the whole point at the end is she is now beginning to become the person she wants to be. Yeah. And which that is important. She is gone to the depths of her mind that she really refused to go to before. Yeah. And I think the whole, like <laughs> my whole thing was I hated the CGI Fox <laughs> because they could have just used a real Fox, a real Fox, but you know, what do I know? I'm not sure. I'm not millionaire <laughs> director. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of animal actors. Give them work. <laughs> They you need know? it. They need they it. need the money. They need the so. money. Um, but you know, I the fox needing or or sort of representing like the spirit of her mother. Yeah, I thought was a really nice touch. I mean, it's in the book, but it's like um, watching Reese sort of like acknowledge that at the end without saying anything. Yeah, was pretty priceless. Honestly, I thought I thought it was a very valuable and effective ending. Yeah, there are a lot of really powerful moments in this movie. You know, whether you end up fucking loving her or hating her, and it, like. I, I do think that that is the mark of a well-told story, bare mm-hmm. minimum, that you can still like v- clearly see the value in something, w- even if you're like, nah, not for me. Not my <laughs> cup of tea. But sort of back to Reese, I think watching her in this sort of made me so excited yeah. to see what else she does in this kind of world, like yeah. in this like dramatic <laughs> kind of like angsty world which you get a glimpse of it in big little lies if, yeah. if you've recently seen that is you get glimpses of her acting like a rel- like a wounded animal mm-hmm. because she's in this like she's in this great relationship with this great guy but like for some reason can't like she's a self-sabotager yeah she's a self-sabotager mm-hmm. and you get just a little glimpse of that in yeah. big little lies yeah i want to see more stripped down reese though i think it's i think it's fun yeah it's nice and shocking it is very shocking and a little upsetting yes <laughs> it gives you guttural reaction and then you go throw up <laughs> truly but in good way <laughs> well i guess that was reese right yeah, that was Laura Jane. Laura Jane Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> so Jessica, what have you been dabbling in? Nothing really. I'm. J- I mean, <laughs> no, nothing is going on. I'm half vaccinated. That's exciting. Woo! Wahoo! Um, I'm trying to watch all the Oscar noms, even though you don't like them. <laughs> Uh, so far, I think I've seen like three. Okay, it is not that I don't like them. No, it's not that you don't like the movie. You don't like the Oscars. Okay, cool. That's Thank what you. I meant. Thank Sorry. you for clarifying. You're welcome. I know you would have received a lot of hate mail Excuse and would have been very sad. Excuse me. My opinion is not one of one. It is one of many. <laughs> Thank you and good night. Um, but I still have a lot to watch. But so far, the best one I've seen is Minari, and I know it costs twenty dollars to go watch it online. Um, I had a screener, thank God. But uh, if you have the opportunity to watch it, you absolutely should. It's a stunning film. Um, I have been dabbling in, I recently uh, procured, uh, I've been dabbling in coffee table books uh, because my coffee table will be arriving next month. (laughs) So So obviously- Is the one downstairs not the one you're keeping? No. (laughs) I didn't know this. Uh, I ordered one from Article like a month ago and it'll come next month. And your couch is still TBD, right? Yeah, everyone just calm the fuck down, okay? I'll get my <laughs> shit when I get it. 
Um, but anyway, I prematurely ordered coffee table books, uh-huh. um, and I ordered, there's like a Wes Anderson coffee table book that is really delightful. Yes. Like it's, it's got a lot of really pretty colors and it. it's just a delightful little book about like a lot of pictures of Owen Wilson in that one. I love Owen Wilson. Lots of pictures of Owen Wilson in that one. Love him. Um, and then I ordered, uh, um, A24 has those like scripts that are like hardback. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I ordered the one for the witch, the witch, the vivitch, the vivitch. I love that movie. Which is honestly an incredible movie very scary as an ex-catholic yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, i want to do anya taylor joy soon uh, oh okay the babiest of daddies uh we'll talk about <laughs> do you not like her i do but what are you gonna talk about the witch emma and did you not watch thoroughbreds i guess not but like two this is our best movie two baby she needs wow. to do something else. You're crazy. She's like 35. No, she's not. No, she's not. She's like 30. Based on that, we should be doing fucking Florence Pugh. No, she we can't do Florence She has three great Pugh. movies. We can't do Florence Pugh. She doesn't know how to make a cup of tea. Oh, fuck. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't hate me, Florence. Bless for me. Sorry, Florence. Florence. It was a joke. It was a joke from your Instagram. <laughs> um, Do we have a question? Yes. That is not how you spell my name. Jasic. My name is spelled J-A-E-S-S-I-C. Jasic. Jasic. Uh, so someone asked, what is the ultimate summer movie? Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. <laughs> you had that one already. <laughs> I really got to think about this. Uh, summer. Summer. For whatever reason, I always associate summer. Clueless with summer. Okay. I don't know why. Probably because of that opening very summery sure and like beverly hills and fun yeah um i would say something like mama mia yeah mama mia is a really good summer movie especially the second one i feel like there are other ones that we could say yeah there are really good ones like not better but like just different i don't know i'm like a fall bitch so it's like, like all my ooh, all my movies are fall the sand lot oh the perfect sand lot. summer movie perfect summer movie honestly death becomes her oh okay good summer movie when i think of summer movies i think about things that i would go see at like the drive-in or like an outdoor theater yeah i know that's what i'm saying yeah and the, both of these both of these have played uh um uh i'm missing one i feel like there's one Ooh, like um uh never been kissed oh, is a really good summer, good summer movie. movie as as is 50 first dates Ooh, there's something about mary Ooh, charlie's angels we're just naming things that drew barrymore <laughs> okay, so basically every drew rewind i don't know um <laughs> i feel like i'm missing like a vital one G- google it really quick no like i'm like top I, summer movies it's in here you know man like it's in here <laughs> it's, it's in, in here. here man i feel like a good like stoner comedy is a good summer movie like a pineapple express or something the hangover okay that's a good summer movie okay it does take place in vegas which feels hot yeah it's very summery it's not the one that i was thinking of though i'm just i was just ripping <laughs> off of your stoner comedy <laughs> It's like that's like a refined. Grease also makes me think of summer. Grease is good. Grease is good. Wow, yeah. I'm you. You'll never know what's in my head, guys. I'm sorry. Well, apparently, I have all of the good summer movie wrecks over here. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. I don't know. I wa- I tend to watch a lot of horror movies in the summer. Horror. I watch a lot of horror movies in the summer. I also watch a lot of horror movies in the summer. Uh, so it's like hard for me to like, for example. Like here's he. This is the difference, right? Uh-huh. I associate Crimson Peak as being a fall winter movie. Yes, and I associate something like it as being a summer movie. But didn't it come out in the summer? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Sure. 
get it right. <laughs> she doesn't get me. Doesn't well, I'm like, me. yeah, naturally that makes sense because that's when it came out. You know what? I just I. <laughs> Guys, I'm looking for a new partner if anyone wants to apply to be my co-host on uh this pod. You can't. I'm I You can email us at John Favreau's allegedly my daddy at gmail.com. And uh if you can deal with anchor support, you can be my pal. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm invoking squatters' rights and now I live in this chair. There's no fucking squatters' rights, bitch. I just moved. <laughs> absolutely squatters not. rights squatters <laughs> rights yeah squatters rights the musical squatters rights yo <laughs> oh, i don't man. know but i'm really excited for uh in the heights the movie which comes out in that'll the be a summer movie go oh, summer movie crazy rotations oh, great summer great movie. summer oh movie. great summer movie when's the next one gonna be made i don't know man but like uh, harry Shum, harry shum jr is supposed to be in it oh, fuck He's cute. So you know it's going to be good. Because he's, he's like really good to look at. <laughs> he's really nice to look at. He's a great dancer. Great dancer. He's got great. fancy feet. Fancy feet. Harry. Harry. All right. Uh, you know what? We're just going to end this. We're going to end your misery. <laughs> it is what it is. It's fine. All right. Well, as always, everyone, don't, don't sue us, Daddy, Daddy Favreau. Favreau. Goodbye, Monica. Goodbye, Jessica. Goodbye.